The following message is from Westway Christian Church in Scottsbluff, Nebraska. If you'd like to know more about us, go to westwaychurch.com. Thank you for listening. Well, good morning. If you have your Bible with you, I would love for you to open it to Philippians chapter 4. We're going to be in a number of different texts today, and one of the things, as Joe talked about in, the, in his welcome, is we want to we talk about a tool that is, that's available, and we want to use that. We want to show you how to use that, because in, in Ephesians chapter 4, chapter 11, Paul writes this, now these are the gifts God gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do this work and build up the church, the body of Christ. So one of the things that we believe here at Westway Christian Church is is that it is the role of pastors and elders and teachers and small group leaders to equip our church body. That's our, I would say that's our primary role, in fact, is to equip our church body. So we're going to we're going to talk about a tool um, that, that, we are, that we have been using for a long time, but frankly, we haven't taken really that much advantage of it. Uh, so we want to begin to do that today, and I'm, I'm excited to do that with you. But before I do, um, I've had a few people ask me, I've had more than a few people ask me about the mask that I wear. Um, so I just want to be clear, that's a Buckeye leaf. Um, I know you might think, I think some of you, you know, who maybe have a depraved mind, you might think that this is something else, but I promise you it is, um, it's a Buckeye leaf. Uh, so you can still ask me and the answer is going to be the same. It's a Buckeye leaf. Um, so the tool that we want to introduce you to today is the, is the, is Uversion's Bible app. And if you have that app, I would encourage you to get it out. And, and we're going to put this up on the screen here in a second. So, um, so let's go ahead and do that. So, so if I am going to use the YouVersion app, it's, this, it's down here. It's the one that says Holy Bible in the middle. Okay, so that's going to take a second. That's going to open up. And each Sunday, what we do is we create an event for our 1015 time. So if we uh, go to more, actually, we can just click events here. On your phone, it might be more and then events, but I'm just going to show you on my iPad. Uh, So I'm just going to go to events, and that's going to show you here of other churches in the area that are using the YouVersion app to, to talk about their Sunday service. So if I just click on Westway Christian Church, it's going to take you to today. So this is this is our, our time together. This is our 1015. And there are a lot of resources in here that we want to point out to you. And this is actually how I'm going to be giving my message today is off of this app. I put everything I need into this to be able to do, be able to share with you the text for today. So, so I'm just going to scroll down and you can kind of follow along. There are all sorts of things in here that you can do. So for instance, you'll see we'd love to pray with you. If you don't want to text the word pray and go through that, that sequence that Joe talks about at the beginning, there's a link here. All you have to do is click on that link, and then a page is going to open up, and you can type in your prayer request to us. When you go through that process and submit it, all of our pastors and elders get that prayer request. You'll see a summary of today's message. You'll see all of the texts that we're going to talk about today and some other things that we're going to do um, I want to point out to you that beginning today, 
we want to do a church-wide Bible reading plan together. And it's called A Heart Full of Thanksgiving. It's a three-day Bible reading plan. The first thing that you'll need to do, if you want to do that in community, because we want to do a Bible reading plan in community, the first thing that you'll need to do is you'll need to send a friend request to Westway Christian Church. So if you go into your, into your friends to add a friend, you're just going to look for Westway Christian Church. And then later today, I'll see everyone who has added Westway Christian Church as a friend. I'll accept that. And then I will invite you to do this Bible reading plan with us. It's three days. And the, process, and the Bible reading plan is really simple. There are, there are two or three texts to read. There's a little devotion. And then there's a way for you to respond. I have been using different Bible reading plans with people over the last couple months, and I've loved it. I loved, loved being able to interact with people. For someone to respond to what they read, and then for me to be able to respond back and comment and ask questions, it's really been... It's been a game changer for me in terms of developing some deeper relationships with people. So I want to encourage you to do that. I want to encourage you to join this three-day Bible reading plan. Next week, we're going to do a five-day Bible reading plan together. We want to equip you and give you the tools that you need to grow in your relationship with other people and in your relationship with God. Because here's the thing, I know back in... Back in March, when we, we went into shutdown, right? We, we did not gather uh, here in our building. And I know, that, I know that there were a lot of people who stayed connected to our church body. And I know there were a lot of people who did not stay connected to our church body during that time. So we want to we be ready. We want to be ready for, for what life throws at us through the rest of 2020 and into 2021 and beyond. And one way we want to do that is, is by using a tool. And this is free. Mike and I were having a conversation on Thursday about how, how we can be utilizing this tool to equip parents in children's and student ministry and other tools that we have available to us. So we need to up our, we need to up our equipping game for our church body. So we're doing that starting today with this app. So I want to read to you Philippians 4, just verse 6. And this will be on the screen as well. And I want you to follow along in your app if you're using that. It simply says this, don't worry about anything. Let that sink in for a minute. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he's done. As I was thinking about this, this verse in particular, the first part of that is um, pretty difficult. Don't worry about anything. Don't worry about anything. Was Paul alive in 2020? Don't worry about anything. And we're going to talk more about Paul's life. But Paul starts off, this text by saying, don't worry about anything. Instead, he says, pray. Don't worry, pray. Don't worry, pray. I saw the opposite of that. I was on, um, I was on Twitter yesterday on social media and somebody said, why pray when I can worry? And I think that's most of our mindsets, isn't it? 
we don't pray. And instead we worry. And what Paul is saying here is instead of worrying, pray about everything. And then he kind of tells us how we should pray. Wonder if you've ever wondered, how should I pray? Well, Paul tells us that in this text. He says, do two things. Number one, tell God what you need. And number two, thank him for all he's done. So if you're wondering, how do I pray? Well, tell God what you need and thank him for all that he's done. As I was thinking about this verse over the past several weeks, I think it's true that we don't have a single problem telling God what we need. Do we? When we pray, and maybe, maybe you are far more spiritual than me, and that's, that's probably true. It is really easy for me to tell God what I want. So I don't need to give any instruction to you on that part. But I do think we need to focus on thanking God for all that he's done. And for me, that, that sort of begins with, do we know what God has done? Have we taken the time in our lives to consider what God has done? Because in order for us to thank him, we have to know what he's done. And as I was processing that, as I was thinking about that, what has God done? I thought of Psalm 136. So if you're following along in that YouVersion app, it's the very next thing. We're just going to read it right off of here. Psalm 136 says this. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. You probably thought Michael W. Smith wrote that. Give thanks to the God of gods. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord of lords. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who alone does mighty miracles. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who made the heavens so skillfully. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who placed the earth among the waters. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who made the heavenly lights. His faithful love endures forever. The sun to rule the day. His faithful love endures forever. And the sun, moon and stars to rule the night. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who killed the firstborn of Egypt. His faithful love endures forever. He brought Israel out of Egypt. His faithful love endures forever. He acted with a strong hand and a powerful arm. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who parted the Red Sea. His faithful love endures forever. He led Israel safely through. His faithful love endures forever. But he hurled Pharaoh and his army into the Red Sea. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who led his people through the wilderness. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to him who struck down mighty kings. His faithful love endures forever. He killed powerful kings. His faithful love endures forever. Sion, king of the Amorites, his faithful love endures forever. And Og, king of Bashan, his faithful love endures forever. God gave the land of these kings as an inheritance. His faithful love endures forever. A special possession to his servant Israel. His faithful love endures 
forever. He remembered us in our weakness. His faithful love endures forever. He saved us from our enemies. His faithful love endures forever. He gives food to every living thing. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the God of heaven. His faithful love endures forever. One of the things that we want to do in equipping you, again, is to give you a tool. We might say a weapon in fighting anxiety. Several months ago, when we were reading through the Psalms during our morning read, we hit Psalm 136. And what I encouraged the people that were, that were interacting with me on that day, what I encouraged them to do was to read Psalm 136 and then write their own version of Psalm 136. I want to share with you a friend of mine what she wrote. This is Stacy Nagel. She was, she's friends of ours from Minnesota. So John T. Mulholland Jr. had a good idea. Parentheses, just don't tell him I said that. Here's my Psalm 136, according to Stacy. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. He chose me from the beginning of my life to be in the family I grew up in where I am now. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. He's given me the ability to be creative and crafty. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. He's given me the ability to connect with kids. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. He's given me a group of supportive friends and I'd be sunk without them. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. He's given me the opportunity to do mission work in the past and the past and to pursue it in the future. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. He's allowed me to have the opportunity to learn from all sorts of preachers and teachers along the way. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. He loves me even when I don't think I'm lovable. His faithful love endures forever. So what we've done for you, and you don't have to actually be here um, in the building in order to access this, but we've created this little sheet that just says Psalm 136. Go read your Bible. Interact with Psalm 136 and write your own psalm of praise and thanksgiving to God. These are sitting on the table in the back. And if you're at home watching this and you want to be able to do this, on the app, it's the very next thing in the app. It says, what are you thankful for? See, I think it's really hard for us to give thanks to God for what he's done if we don't know what God has done. If we don't remember what God has done. So we want to encourage you, this is a tool. We want to encourage you this week to, to grab one of these before you leave or print it online or however you access this and spend time thanking God. See, this is a command. This helps us fight worry. Instead of worrying, pray. Tell God what you need. Give thanks. And then we want you to bring these back and, and we're gonna post them in the lobby for others to see because we wanna be in community with one another. We wanna praise God with you.
we wanna thank God with you. So I wanna encourage you to utilize this tool this week and then do it. Tell God, thank God for what he has done for you. But you can't know if you, or you, you can't thank him if you don't know. I thought Stacy's was pretty eloquent, frankly. Mine would not be that eloquent. She has a way with words. It said she was creative and crafty, and that showed in what she wrote. Maybe yours will simply be, I'm thankful for my family. I'm thankful for my job. I'm thankful for my food. Like, that's God giving us those things. And I think that every one of us can do that. So let's read the next verse. It's Philippians 4, 7. And it says this. So after you do that, you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. I want you to notice the first word in verse, in verse seven. It says then. So what that means is if you want to experience God's peace, what you have to do is you have to pray. I would go so far as to say, you're not going to get the peace without the prayer. Does that make sense? If you want this peace, you have to pray in the way that God has called us to. Well, what does it mean to, to live in Christ? This is how I write sermons, by the way. I write out the text and then I ask questions. What does that mean to live in Christ? And the verse that, the verse that came to my mind as I, was, as I was working on this is John 10.10. 10. It's the very next verse. Again, I know, I know we're going through this app piece by piece, but I want to show you how much of a tool that you have access to. John 10.10 10 is what came to my mind. And this is Jesus talking and Jesus says this, the thief's purpose is to steal and kill and destroy. My purpose is to give them a rich and satisfying life. So what does that mean to live in Christ? Well, it means that I'm supposed to have a rich and satisfying life. Well, what does that mean, right? These are all the questions we can ask of the text. So I started to look back to see what, what, what Jesus was talking about before he said what he said. We've talked a lot about the dangers of, of isolating verses and pulling a text out of its context. So I decided to see what Jesus had been previously talking about. And it was interesting. He was, he was talking about sheep and a shepherd. If you go back to the beginning of John 10, you'll find Jesus talking about how he is the shepherd. And his people are the sheep. So I thought, well, that's interesting. And I'll bet if you look in your app, you'll see what came to mind next. Psalm 23. Let's read this together. A Psalm of David. The Lord is my shepherd. I have all that I need. He lets me rest in green meadows. He leads me besides peaceful streams. He renews my strength. He guides me along right paths, bringing honor to his name. Even when I walk through the darkest valley, I will not be afraid because you 
for you are close beside me. Your rod and your staff protect and comfort me. You prepare a feast for me in the presence of my enemies. You honor me by anointing my head with oil. My cup overflows with blessings. Surely your goodness and unfailing love will pursue me all the days of my life. And I will live in the house of the Lord forever. I think what David unknowingly did was describe for us the rich and satisfying life that Jesus would talk about. If you want to know what it means to have the rich and satisfying life, life to the fullest that Jesus talks about, it's the 23rd Psalm. It's being in this space where where I recognize that Jesus is my shepherd and he is literally giving me everything I need. Did you hear that in the 23rd Psalm? Resting in green meadows, besides peaceful streams, renewed strength, guiding me along right paths. Even when I'm in the darkest of places, God is with me. His rod and his staff protects me. He's he's giving me a feast in the presence of my enemies. He's honoring me. He's overflowing my cup with blessings. Isn't this the life that you want? This is the life that I want. And I'm only going to get it. You are only going to get it when you submit yourself to Jesus as your shepherd. It's never gonna happen outside of that. And the question that we have to wrestle with is, is do I trust Jesus's provision or am I gonna keep pursuing my own way? And that's a question that you have to ask. Am I going to trust what Jesus has for me? Or am I just going to do whatever it is I want to do? How long am I going to do whatever it is I want to do before I trust the shepherd? Before I find satisfaction in what he alone is giving me? So next question, right? How do I do that? That sounds great, John. I've heard this sermon before, in fact. I'm supposed to trust Jesus. How? What do I do? Well, I think Paul anticipated that. So let's talk about verse eight from Philippians 4. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what is true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. Think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. How do I, how do I enter into this shepherding relationship with Jesus? I have to focus my mind on things of Jesus. I have to focus my mind on things of God. Because I'm not going to get it if I don't do that. And maybe that sounds a little weird. Because we believe that Jesus has done all the work of our salvation. And that's true. 
But don't we have a responsibility? Not to be saved, but to grow in our walk with him. Don't we have something that we have to do in the midst of that relationship? We have to focus on the things that God is setting before us. So if we go back to the 23rd Psalm, the shepherd sets all of these things in front of his sheep. God has given you good gifts. God has given me good gifts. And all too often, I see those good gifts. And I don't know about you, but I look elsewhere. I see this God-given rest set in front of me. And then I see something else that I would rather have. I see something else that I think might be better. This is a battle where we're human beings. We are not yet who God is making us to be. That's why Paul in Romans can write, the things I want to do, I don't do. Can any of you relate to that? The things I don't want to do, I do. This is Paul we're talking about. And I love at the end of that, and I know I've said this before, because, you know, this is what Paul wrote. Who will rescue me from this body of death? Thanks to Jesus. Thanks to God. So I want to focus and I want to orient my brain, my mind on what's right. Well, how do I do that? Next verse in your version app, if you're following along, Romans 12, 1 to 2. And so, dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God for all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. This is truly the way to worship him. Don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Do you see how this goes back to what we just read in Philippians 4 a second ago? Focusing your mind, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. See, if we want, if we want to focus on the things of God, if we want to focus on the table that God has set for every single one of us as believers and as his sheep, we have to reorient our brains. We have to think differently. And God has given us the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit transforms us that gives us the ability to do that. I'm not cutting the Holy Spirit out of this work. I'm not removing Jesus. I want you to see, however, that we have a responsibility as Christians to know and understand God's word. This is why we're giving you this tool so you can work through this, so you can do these things. And then I love verse 9. From Philippians 4. After I have a mind that is oriented towards God, I'm going to keep putting into practice. Paul says, keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me. Everything you heard from me and saw me doing. Then the God of peace will be with you. Do you see that? Did you see the word then? 
What I find so interesting is in Philippians 4, 7, he says, then you will experience God's peace. So if I pray, I will experience God's peace. But then in 4, 9, he says something different. He says, if you put these things into practice, the God of peace will be with you. It's not just going to be God's peace that is with you. And we all want that. I want God's peace. But the God of peace will be with you. I will have God with me in that moment. When I act. And I want you to see that. There are two very different things going on here. We want to orient our minds around God with the intent of acting different. And I think some of us are challenged and struggle with that part. We read the Bible, it makes sense. We intellectually assent to what it is saying. We agree with it. And then nothing changes. Nothing about my life is actually any different than what it was six months ago or a year ago or 20 years ago. And that's because we are not being obedient to what God is calling us to. Because we don't know what God is calling us to because we don't spend time in his word that tells us what he's calling us to. I want to challenge you and I want to encourage you that this is not just meant for the church at Philippi. It was written to them, but it's for us. How many times have we talked about that? We are faced with so much worry, a culture of worry and anxiety. You know, a fish doesn't know what's in water. And I think there are times where we don't recognize the culture of worry and anxiety that surrounds us. We don't always see it. And the way for us to, to get through that is to pray. The way for us to get through that is to be thankful And we can't be thankful if we don't know what we're thankful about. So again, I want to encourage you this week, you have an opportunity, like it's Thanksgiving. I know it feels like March 427th, but it's actually Thanksgiving this week. This is an opportunity for us to take strange advantage of a cultural moment where a culture that has given in to fear and anxiety and worry for nine months is going to take a pause on Thursday. And for the Christian, it's not a, this shouldn't be a pause. This isn't, oh, it's Thanksgiving, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna hurry up and do this, cheat. See, this is a lifestyle for us. Because peace is a lifestyle for us. Because God is consistently laying out this table for his sheep. And we must choose each and every day. If we're going to find satisfaction in that 
or in something else. We must choose peace. I'm gonna invite the music team to come back up front. And while I'm doing that, let's go back to the app for a second on, on the screen. One of the practical things that we wanna do, like we just wanna do something. One of the practical things that we wanna do is over the past, probably the past month and a half, when we knew that this series was coming, we reached out to the teachers in our community. And we asked them, what, what, do, what do kids in our schools need at the end of November into December? What are you seeing as teachers? And it was across the board, winter clothes. Gloves, hats, coats. So we want to... We don't want to just hear this. We want to do, right? That's, I think, what Paul said. Keep putting into practice all you've heard and received, everything you heard him say and do. So we want to give you, we want to give our church body the opportunity to give, to put into practice what a transformed mind looks like. So over the next few weeks, we're going to ask you to bring new coats, hats, and gloves to Westway Christian Church. And then we're going to give them to our teachers to disperse because they, knew who, they know who needs it. We want to enter into this and, and interact with our community and actually, continue, not actually, we want to continue to do something. We want to continue to serve our community because part of being thankful is giving of yourself. It's really easy for us to say, I'm thankful for everything I have. This is next level. I'm thankful and I'm going to serve with that thankfulness. I'm going to give with that thankfulness. Because not everything that God has given you is for you. Not everything that God has given you is for you. Not everything that God has blessed you with is a blessing for you. We have the things that we have to be a blessing for other people. To go and do likewise, that's what this says. I want to show you a few more things on this app, and then we're going to pray. If you scroll a little bit further down, you'll see additional questions for your family, small group, or in a Bible study. Let me just put some questions on here. We want you to take this out of this place and be in relationship with people. Parents, these are things that you can do with your kids. These are things you can do with your small group. These are things you can do in your family groups and friendship groups. This is how... This is how we focus on the things that are God's. And we take our minds off of ourselves. My, my prayer for you, and I'm gonna pray it in a moment. My prayer for you this week is you would, is you would not give in to anxiety. And that you would fight it with thankfulness. You would fight it with prayer. And that you would take advantage of the things that we have. We live in such an amazing time in history, don't we? 
What do you think Paul would have done to have a tool like this? Well, I can tell you because um, I think it's in Galatians. He says, I would give my eyes. I would give my very life if it would mean that other people would know Christ. Would you give your life for that? Paul would give, I think Paul would give his life for a tool like this. For access that you have to learn and grow in your discipleship. And it's only an effective tool if you use it. Let's pray. God, we are so thankful for the things that you have done. Give thanks to the Lord for his good. He's given us a building that we can come on a Sunday morning. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. He's given us safe roads. His faithful love endures forever. Give thanks to the Lord for he is good. God prompted someone to create this version app 12 years ago to give away so that people would have access to words of life. His faithful love endures forever. Amen.